Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. So the big headline here is that Epic, which is an AI image generator, is going absolutely viral right now. And it's essentially for this feature that people are obsessed with, they like, which is it creates nostalgic AI yearbook photos. So I think really kind of riding on the you know, the viral wave that has captivated the world um, with this whole image generator, right? We had one last December that kind of went viral for the same thing or for, you know, AI generated images. This is kind of a new angle on this. But Epic is an innovative AI photo editing a- application and it's leading the nostalgia train right now. Essentially, they're embracing a 90s inspired theme and it offers users a kind of funny yearbook photo templates. Um, they have a bunch of different options there, but essentially within moments, Epic you know, takes you back in time, recreates your yearbook looks from your golden era. It's kind of funny too when you when you have these kind of things because um, I think it is really nostalgic for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, maybe a lot of you know kids nowadays think it would be funny to see what they look like back then as well. So it's, it kind of appeals to everyone. Um, this is actually originating from South Korea's Snow Corporation. It's a subsidiary of Naver, but Epic is an, essentially another uh, new little startup in for the, this company has. Um, that they, it also kind of gives you this whole AI profile app. So um, they have a whole bunch of influencers globally who have kind of, I think, helped Epic to rise so fast in the ranks here. Um, all of them are kind of showing off their AI generated photos. And I think they're pretty effectively, you know, d- doing a pretty good social media trend uh, campaign. I've seen a bunch of people in my own circles posting on social media, you know, what their yearbook photos are. So it's kind of funny. Um, and really, I think the the reason these apps are so successful, right? Like getting to the top of Apple becoming number one, you're you're passing out a lot of people, right? You're passing out Facebook and Instagram and uh, TikTok and like all these other kind of viral apps. Um, and the reason that these ones are so successful and are able to do that is because um, really they're they're kind of like appealing to people's like a, a viral impact where people see these photos that make them look good, right? That's the first thing is these photos are going to make you look better. Um, or look good and then you're gonna want to share them because everyone wants to share when they look good and it's kind of funny and quirky and like I don't know it, it, it encapsulates that whole social aspect which I think not a lot of um, it's been kind of hard to do the network effect and to do the organic growth it was it reminds me a lot of the businesses these like quiz businesses that popped up some of them are made multi multi-million dollars but it's like what kind of dog are you like what Hogwarts team are you in? Like when Facebook first came out, there was so many of these like silly quizzes and people would share them because they thought it was like, it, it, it kind of like 
um, played to their their vanity in a way, like, look, I'm this or that. And it kind of makes you feel good. Anything that makes a consumer feel good or special about themselves. Um, of course, we know this makeup, perfume, clothing, everything we buy really is to to try to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. I think in a large way, that's just kind of the psychology of buying. But I think that these apps have kind of been able to capitalize on this in a way that not a lot of other products have, right? You get a bunch of photos that make you look cool and different. You're going to want to share them to show everyone. Also, it makes you feel good that you look good, right? So it's kind of, it's kind of uh, I think, the reason why they're being successful. So as of now, the U.S. App Store sees Epic as number one. Um, Google Play is, I think, still has Epic around spot number 37. And I, I've actually seen this play out. I have both uh, and I have iOS and Android apps um, out there. And it's kind of interesting because they definitely are both a little bit different and they kind of appeal to different audiences. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting. I think in the United States, the App Store is, you're going to get a lot more of those kind of users where Android is a little bit more international. So if it was, you know, American influencers posting this and helping this thing go viral in America specifically, um, it's not going to necessarily translate to an international audience, which is where you're going to see um, perhaps more of the Google Play. Although this is probably geographic specific anyway, so maybe that's not super relevant, but there definitely is different audiences on the two platforms. And maybe that is like uh, there's in, in-app purchases or something in order to unlock some of this stuff on there. And iOS is a lot more likely to actually pay for stuff than Google Play. So uh, that's just my my own insights, what I've seen with my apps. I, I definitely have a lot more people subscribing and actually paying money on Apple versus Google. So Optopia's recent market analysis reveals that Epic's uh, journey since August 2021, that's when it first came out, has 92 million installs globally and I think 4.7 million downloads in the US. So... Um, Essentially, they've kind of traced back Epic's initial traction to September 19th, which was followed by a significant leap just 10 days later. So on the other hand, Data.ai suggests slightly lower figures, 82 million lifetime downloads, uh, around $7 million on iOS alone. Now, all of these apps, and when you get these kind of like they have X million downloads or X million amount of money that they've made, um, it's not exact. A lot of them are a lot of them are like kind of estimating. Now, it's kind of really interesting how these companies get this data. And this is a whole nother thing, but I've looked into it a lot, right? Because I have apps and and are, I'm looking for this kind of data, looking at doing competitive analysis. What I've come to the conclusion on that's kind of crazy is like essentially a lot of this data that's gathered where they're like, they have 82 million downloads. Okay, you know how they get this data? It's honestly like spyware. A lot of these apps or a lot of these companies, well, they pretty much, okay, if you go ask them, like AppRadar is one of the big ones that will give you analytics on apps. AppRadar is like our, our um, you know, the way we gather data is kind of like proprietary and secret, but it's like fairly accurate, right? They won't like tell you. But if you go look them up, there's been like some, I'm not sure if it was lawsuits, but there was, actually, I think it was lawsuits. But um, essentially what they found out the AppRadar was doing is they'd made a bunch of different apps, like free VPN apps or... Um, free note-taking apps or like different things like that. And I think they, they may have even acquired a few um, that essentially were tracking what apps were on the phone and then they can kind of extrapolate based off of that. So it's very, very interesting. But like, I, I think the I think these analytics are not far off. Uh, so when they're saying like 92 or 80 million downloads of Epic, they're probably fairly accurate. It's just kind of crazy to think that how they get that data is kind of like spyware on your phone that you probably didn't know some random app you downloaded is keeping track of like how much, how many downloads are on and, uh, you know, how much money you're spending on stuff. It's kind of crazy. In any case, 
India has the largest download numbers for Epic right now. So the US has, I, I think it's like sixth place on it. But um, I think surprisingly, this is the first time that Epic has hit the top overall apps in the US. Um, Snowcorp, unfortunately, has not said anything about the like authenticated these statistics, right? If they really do have 98 or 80 million downloads on this. What's interesting about that? And like, first off, I think companies just don't want to give out free information to people usually. But the number one reason why they don't that I've actually found um, talking with entrepreneurs and stuff is that uh, is that sometimes people will overinflate their success and the, the company doesn't want to be like the one that's like a downer and is like, no, we don't have 80 million downloads. It's only like 15 or it's only like 20 million downloads. It just like doesn't make them sound good. So they're just like, no comment. Uh, I've also seen this. You'll see this exact same thing play out when uh, software companies like do an acquisition and it's like, you know, like the terms of the deal are like under non-disclosure agreement, but it's estimated to have sold for $20 million. And then like, uh, I've heard these same entrepreneurs be like, yeah, no, it was nowhere near $20 million. Someone in our internal company leaked that to the press or to someone, I don't know why, but like, it was definitely not $20 million. It was like, you know, like a million dollars or something. So, but they're like, but it was like NDA. So I didn't want to like correct them on it. And also, uh, you know, I didn't want to say it anyways. So it's kind of funny. Um, uh, sometimes those numbers are really inflated and yeah, the company doesn't want to comment on it because it would just make them not look as good. In any case, I think in a world right now where, you know, we have Instagram and a lot of these other social media platforms that can help stuff go viral. Um, that's actually where I've seen people posting it is like on Instagram, they'll do like a reel with like a kind of like a, a slideshow of all their different epic yearbook photo shoots or whatever. But, um, I think there's a whole bunch of different renowned figures, including a bunch of, and including, I think, Samantha Blanthos, Bretman Rock, um, a whole bunch of different people. I'm not going to go name a bunch, all the random people, but there's a bunch of them that have all kind of like posted these pictures. And I think that's kind of making it go viral. So I think diving into the mechanics, uh, Epic's yearbook has, it's going to give you um, some photos based off of like eight to 12 selfies, right? So you take eight to 12 selfies, upload them, and then it processes all of that and it's going to give you 60 different images based off of this. This is actually very interesting for those that know. Um, I have a friend named Matt. He's been on the podcast before and he's actually currently working on a company similar to this that is uh, kind of going to do something that's going to give you niche uh, AI images. So maybe I'll have him on again to talk about when he launches that company. But Definitely a, an, an area that's very interesting, especially when people find something like this that kind of is has mass appeal. I think um, they do say like, hey, warning, you know, you might get some unsatisfactory outcomes, you know, extra fingers or things being a little distorted, whatever. That's just normal with these image generating apps. I think people understand how that works. Um, but essentially the app gives you a distinct upsell, which is you can opt for expedited delivery, right? So instead of having to wait 24 hours in order to get your photos back, um, you can get it done like express in two hours for uh, $6. Um, and I think I think actually the standard 24-hour thing isn't for free. They're still going to charge you like four bucks, but you can sell, spend a little bit more and get it done faster, which is kind of interesting that, uh, that that's a really interesting model, right? Normally, I think, I don't think this is going to be a business model that's viable in the next year or two. But right now, while everything's new, they'll be like, yeah, don't have to worry, worry waiting 24 hours. Like in reality, nobody's going to be waiting more than like five minutes for something like this in the future, because if they have to, they'll just go to a different app or something. But while this is all new and novel, I think they can get away with this kind of stuff. Um, 
I think that right now the demand for Epic is actually so high that a bunch of people are like posting on Twitter and stuff that they're getting a like a sold out notification when they open it up saying that like due to like so many people joining their servers are kind of overloaded. Um, I think while they're kind of getting the limelight right now, I would say like just based off of other apps I've seen doing similar stuff to be cautiously optimistic in this. Um, a lot of other people like Lenza and Remini um, got a whole bunch of attention, had their AI driven features like push them all the way to the top of the charts and then they kind of fizzled out a little bit afterwards. Um, so they kind of get a sharp drop. So right now they're in, you know, all I'd say is epic, like enjoy the, enjoy the time in the limelight. This is kind of fun. Everyone wants their yearbook photo. So they might make a bunch of money during this, but once this kind of like wave is over and everyone's kind of done with their yearbook photo thing, it, epics probably, I don't know, unless they reinvent themselves and reinvest the money and do something really cool, it, it probably will become obscure again, like a lot of others. In any case, time will tell. I might be completely wrong on that. And I really do wish the team at Epic like all the success in the world as I do with Lenza and Remini and like all the others as well. Um, but, you know, sometimes these viral things are come and go and they have a little bit harder time making a, a solid business that sticks around for a long time um, versus just being kind of like an exciting one-time thing that comes and goes. But in any case, I think it really definitely does show that people are still in into all of this AI um, you know, photo stuff. I think they're really into a lot of these AI features that the novelty has not worn off. Consumers are still evidently paying for this, downloading it, using it. So it's a lot of fun. And I think that we're going to continue seeing that trend. AI is going to proliferate into everything and people really, really uh, like this stuff. So definitely very, very interesting. And a story will continue to follow. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for joining me on the OpenAI podcast. It would mean the world to me if you would rate this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.